Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. ASMR for all my listeners out there. Tickle your ear holes with that hearty sip of beverage. Welcome back to another week of Sipping with Sin, the podcast where we talk about seven things and things and stuff that are important to all. We're coining that. It, it's true. It's the number one podcast about important things that matter to everybody, not just us. I don't care what you say. But welcome back to another week, another episode. We got some fun stuff to talk about this week. And it's time that we bring back the one and only Mr. Christian himself. Uh, it's good to be back for another episode. We've been doing this for a long time. It doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long. It is so over that's... a year at this point. Over a year Damn. of talking Easy. about, dude, everything. I'm curious, like, we should throw it out there. What episode or what topic has been your favorite that we talked about? Like, is there anything that stands out when you think of the podcast? Like, some topic or something, an episode that you're like, damn, that was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed that. That's a that's a really good uh, question to ask because if I were to think about it for myself, um, obviously I liked talking about House of the Dragon and just how how in depth that got. I liked talking about comics when we talked about those. I liked talking about. Um, I think I think I have a lot of fun when we talk about like new movies that we've seen because we tip differing opinions. But I think. One of the things that I've had the most fun talking about that's popping up in my head right now is when we talked about like Halloween and started ranking those masks and stuff. Yeah, the, like, I think we the have a lot list of fun in the rankings. Halloween, the horror stuff listing is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, but I mean, listeners, let us know. Like, we want to do more of what you guys want to listen to because we talk about stuff and things, right? So we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. And, uh, if there's something that we've talked about in the past that you'd like to hear more of, like band stuff, horror stuff, rankings, video games, like let us know because we'll we'll throw that in, you know, as it fits. Yeah. And speaking of listeners letting us know, huge shout out to Jordan for commenting on the Instagram and letting us know that uh, he would love to hear more band stories. Uh, pretty much like stories in the band, favorite uh, shows, favorite you know, things that happen as well as why we no longer do band stuff and all that. And that will definitely be something we will happily address in a, in a future pod. It will probably be a lengthy conversation. So we're going to save that for when things are a little slower, but we'll happily talk about band stuff. At least I will. I don't know about Christian. Christian don't like band Yeah, stuff. I love talking about that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jordan T, man, my boy. I'm glad that uh, once, thank you for listening, is yep. the first thing I like to say. And second, uh, thanks for asking that, man. Uh, that's definitely something that uh, we've talked about before and that we want to get back into talking about more. So you want it, you got it, man. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. But as we like to do every uh, every episode to start the episode, we like to talk about what we've been listening to, watching, reading, playing, all that good stuff. Um, I'm going to start because the hell with Christian and he doesn't get to start this week. So, uh, I have recently, I've been on a long, 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 well, not that long, well, pretty long, hiatus from Halo. Uh, long, long, long. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and with the new season that dropped, time of the recording this, I think a day or two ago, two days ago, something like that. I can't remember. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Can't hurt to play it on stream for funsies. Just see what's new, what they've changed. And I can't lie. Like, the new little modes and the community modes and stuff like that are pretty fun. Like, it's 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 fun. I don't know that I could grind it every day. But, I mean, it's fun. I, I like Halo. I do enjoy it. Um, but uh, the new season is called Echoes Within. Season 3. And uh, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, I also, so let me let me hop in real quick. Let me hop in real quick. I'm I'm not a big like FPS guy, right? First person shooter for the uninitiated. I'm not huge on those types of games. I'm not really big on like battle royale type games. But you know, when you play one and it hits, it hits. Um, so I guess my question to you is, when it comes to multiplayer games. What is it that you're looking for? What makes a good multiplayer game to you, Sin? Like a good shooter? Just a good multiplayer in general. It doesn't have to be a shooter. If When you think multiplayer, what do you think of? Do you think of shooters? Do you think of Battle Royale-type games? Uh, uh, like, like what, what makes a good multiplayer game for you? What are, what are you looking for? Uh, I would probably think of shooters right away, after shooters, <laughs> multiplayer-wise. Uh, MMOs, I love MMOs like World of Warcraft. Um, well, Diablo is not an MMO, but that that style game multiplayer, I really enjoy those dungeon crawler. Like dungeon shit. crawler kind of. Yeah, I like those. Um, a good shooter, dude. It's crazy. Like if you would ask old me. So here's the thing. Like I'm gonna use Halo as kind of like our reference. So in the okay. old days, whenever you would get a shooter, you could drop a game with like you know, a set number of maps, six, seven maps, something like that, whatever. And then people be like, okay, cool. And they would just grind the shit out of it because we didn't know better. Now it's like constant content has to go. You constantly have to be adding something new. If not, people are going to get burned out quick. They're going to be tired of it. They're going to move on. They're going to go to a BR because even though it's the same map, I guess it's an evolving, it's, it's a different experience each time. I don't know. Um, that was that was Halo's problem for me. Halo is a really, really good game. I do really enjoy Infinite. I enjoyed the campaign. I enjoy how it played. It did have its problems. But the problem was, especially once we grinded rank, playing the same maps over and over again, they just I feel like they weren't prepared and they didn't drop enough content to keep the game fresh and keep you be like, all right, this week we have this. It was more like, we're going to drop this and you have to pay money to get these cosmetics. And I was like, eh, I'm not paying more money. Like, no. You know, especially for a free multiplayer game. I understand that's how they make their money, but they just weren't dropping, like, here's a new map or here's this other mode. It was, like, very scarce with that. And even the maps, I think to date they've only dropped, what, maybe four or five maps, which they have finally uploaded the Forge, which is all community maps, and that is going to help it a lot. But, yeah, I think content, um, yeah, I don't know if that, that really answered, but it just depends. I mean... It, it, it kind of does. So for what I'm like hearing Fortnite, is uh, shooters. Fortnite constantly has events and content dropping. They're changing like your weapons that maybe you can get or they're vaulting or unvaulting. Um, I haven't played Call of Duty Warzone 2, 2.0. Uh, I played Warzone a long time ago. I kind of just stopped with it. The multiplayer for Call of Duty is fun for like a month or two, but then it's kind of the same thing. You're like, all right, I'm done grinding. Like, I'm good. And Warzone is whatever. Apex, I think, has events. They rotate maps, which helps them. 
I think that's a big thing for him because you don't want it to get stale. Um, right. Changing guns, changing like metas, if you will. It's just annoying when like I know for Call of Duty, like if this gun is the meta, like one one person uses this, they're like, oh, they're slaying out with it. Then everybody runs, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so sick of this gun, kind of deal. Yeah. So for me, what I'm hearing from you is you you like shooters for sure for. Yep multiplayer experiences that you like getting, you know, content, you like content to keep coming, which <clears throat> makes sense. I think for me, when I think of multiplayer type games, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of those kind of asymmetric games, like, like Dead by Daylight, uh, Friday the 13th, the game. I'm thinking of games like, um, I'm thinking of fighting games. A lot of the times, you know, the Mortal Kombat, the Injustices, the, the, the Street Fighters, the Tekkens, like I'm thinking those games. Smash Brothers is another good one that I think of when I think of multiplayer. Um, Mortal Kombat and the does main a good job of doing towers and stuff for for content changes. Like you can earn, especially the new NetherRealm like gear system that they've implemented in Injustice and uh, mm-hmm. the last Mortal Kombat. I, I enjoy those towers that change. I would do those weekly and daily just to do them and, and get shit. I th- yeah, I, I think so. You, I'm I'm gonna speak on something you were just talking about. You talked about the content, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to to kind of get on for a second. I there have been so many games that I've played in the past, multiplayer wise, that that had a really good concept or a gimmick, if you will, um, and they just couldn't keep up with the the content, like updating, <clears throat> excuse me, updating the game for the content. And sometimes that makes sense because, like, for an example. Dead by Daylight, that's one of the few games that has been going for as long as it's been going, that has the content that you want, that has, you know, that they keep coming out with stuff. Now, if they stopped coming out with content this year and then they were like, hey, uh, we're working on Dead by Daylight 2, be prepared. Like, then I would be like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Like, why wouldn't they stop making content for this? So I'm hoping that, that like, for an example, a game that I'm looking forward to, I know that it's not going to last. But a game that I'm looking forward to that's multiplayer is the um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space game, right? Because it's the same setup, that asymmetrical kind of gameplay where it's, you know, four or five survivors versus whatever the thing is. And all of that started with the game Evolve. I don't know if you remember that game. But it would be like... I remember playing that. mm -hmm. Yeah, like games like that. And then they had the, the, the Predator game that came out that was the same concept. The problem with those games is when you find a game like that, typically they can't get the licenses for stuff, they can't keep the content rolling out, and the game gets really stale really fast. People stream the hell out of it for like you know the first week or two, and then it kind of dies off and they don't really do anything to keep it going. Uh, Dead by Daylight doesn't have that issue. Fortnite doesn't have that issue. Um, game, games like Fall Guys have that issue. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's playing Fall Guys and Among Us for a while, and it gets boring, it gets stale because you're doing the same thing over and over again, which I understand. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they make more games like that. It, obviously, it kind of lends itself to horror because of um, the evolves, the Dead by Daylights, and, and and shit like that. But like, I really would just love to see a company take a game like that seriously. Give us the graphics we want. Give us some semblance of a storyline so that you can play by yourself. You don't have to constantly be playing online. But the online aspect, obviously, is the portion of the game that is um, that is the most 
after, right? You're going to get the most money, the most bang for your buck when you play that. So, so really lean into it. So for an example, if I were going to make a survival, like just spitballing off the top of my head, I'm not saying make this, I'm just saying like off the top of my head, if I were going to make a, a, a scream game like that, right? You'd have four or five, <clears throat> I'm assuming four is just the easiest number. So you have four, you know, friends, teenagers or whatever, five, actually no five, you have five friends or teenagers and kid people start getting picked off one by one throughout the game. And then you find out, you know, towards the end of the, the mission or whatever, which person is, you know, behind the mask or something like that. But you keep coming out with characters. There's, there's new survivors. There's different skins for the Ghostface character. Uh, if it were a Michael Myers type game, you would do it kind of similarly to how you, how they did the Friday the 13th game, where they keep coming out with different versions of Michael throughout his carnations uh, uh, and then changing those up, making some of their own original ideas, blah, blah, blah. But like you have to constantly be making that game worthwhile. And then the, the stuff that you get in the game once you live or once you kill all the characters, like it needs to be worth it, right? And the only game that I've seen like that that has survived, that has really given you something worth it has been dead by daylight because you know you know you wait long enough you're going to get new survivors you're going to get new killers it's going to be fun to do um, and it's popular and it's it's a nice thing to have like obviously the game gets weird because people that play it make the game fun or not fun depending on how they are as people Man, that's got to be one of the most toxic fan bases i think i've run into yeah yeah absolutely like absolutely. you can play any, any cod not by any means saying they don't have a toxic fan base Definitely had my fair of like shit talk and Call of Duty and stuff like that. Halo, mm. you know, any pretty much any like competitive thing, you you're gonna get some. But I swear, I feel like anytime I've played Dead by Daylight, I've got just random messages of just like people hate everything. I'm like, God, come on, like it's okay. I will say, I will say, as Especially toxic if you're a killer, as oh, people are just gonna bitch about yeah. everything you do. Like you can do nothing mm. right. Essentially, if you get them, yeah. they're mad. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe my flashlight didn't work. Yeah, oh my god! I can't believe they're gonna you're bitch about something. And so I was just mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, that kind of was one of the turnoffs for me. Like, it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I like Dead by Daylight. I like the concept. Uh, same with Friday Thirteenth. I wish I don't think I ran in as much toxicity, but I also didn't play as much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, same concept. Uh, one game you didn't announce or say. It's I think from what I've seen, they're doing a really good job of, it, and I believe they're having a tech test soon. Is Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. That seems interesting, and they're definitely like paying attention to detail from what I've seen. So hopefully, I haven't they been do some good stuff. It's the same same team that did Friday Thirteenth, I believe. I haven't been looking into that at all because um, I, I mean, unfortunately, it's just I've been burned so many times before. You know, like with Friday Thirteenth, I thought that was a great concept for a game, and even though I didn't play much of that, I really did enjoy it. I really did think that it was something cool. But like it's not the developer's fault, right? Like they had the the development hell with all the movies and the 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 legal problems and stuff going on with that behind the scenes. So they had to you know cease production of the game, which really sucks. But um, that's another thing that makes makes this difficult. Um, I will say this though: um, out of all the competitive type games that I played, fighting shooters, you know, asymmetrical, all that stuff, the the worst for me has been. Um, the the shooting games like solely like when I used to play Call of Duty and I used to play Halo and stuff, man, I've never been called out my names so much other than playing those games. Like <clears throat> there would be like thirteen year old kids 
on Xbox Live. There still are, I'm sure. <laughs> Old but, Xbox you know, be, Live, be like, man. That shit used to be the Wild dude, Wild West. Dude, man, I I never heard so many n bombs in my life. Oh God, from people you, who racial slurs, homophobic slurs, like. It used to be so bad. I mean, it probably still is. I don't know. I Honestly, one thing I do now to help me with like multiplayer games, especially streaming, because I ain't trying to hear that shit in general, but streaming, I like I already mute pretty much the damn lobby. I'm like, I ain't trying to hear nobody's nobody's mouth. Mm-hmm. But back that in the used day, to not yeah. be the case. Um, but but to, to kind of to move the conversation forward a little bit, um, there well, actually, there's one more thing. There was a game that, that came out and had a great concept, a great gimmick, and I loved it. And it didn't last very long. And it was a, it was, it was like, Larry. it was kind of like Fortnite for a new, it was like Call of Duty, right? Um, this is first person shooter, but it was called Gotham, uh, Gotham, Imposters? yes, Gotham Imposters. Yeah, I remember that. I played I play the it, but I know what you're shit. Talking about. I played the shit out of that game. I'm real bad at shooters. Like for oh, all you guys who don't know me. I'm terrible at first-person shooters, but I played the piss out of that game, and because it's because the gimmick was great. It was in, you're in Gotham. All the characters that you choose are either like Batman imposters and fanatics, or the Joker imposters and fanatics. And you you know the better you do, the more shit you get, the more gear you get. You get different types of guns. You get different clown makeup. You get different Batman mask and and symbols on your chest and capes and all this other shit and grappling guns and all this. And you, you like run around with skates on and shit. It was kind of like taking Call of Duty plus Fortnite plus like Jet Set Radio, right? And they just fused that together and gave you the game. But like I said, it didn't last very long. They didn't pay that much attention to some of the details. They didn't work on the bugs in the game very often. And it eventually failed. But like shit like that, man, give me a good gimmick. Give me a good reason to keep coming back and playing the game. Like let me earn the stuff in the game. Like not everything needs to be a microtransaction. Yeah. I understand it's all about money now. But like microtransaction I, honestly, like the the thing that everybody does anymore, it feels like. Which I understand. Yeah, I mean because a lot of shit's gone free. Yeah, I mean play. as a business. As a business, if I can get literally a million teenagers to beg their parents and and come through to get them to buy a, a fucking costume for their character no. that's five dollars a piece, and I get a million people paying me five dollars a piece, how much money to I'm gonna make do that. Fortnite has made. Just think about all which all the licensing they've done. I know they've paid a shitload for licensing. So they've had DC, they've had Marvel, they've had pretty much anything like anything pop culture relevant. They get musicians, all kinds of stuff, but think of how much money they've brought. Especially when you buy mm-hmm. a pack, some of them are like cheaper, some of them are $10, some of them are $20, and you see a shitload of them pretty much in every lobby, and I'm like, God, man, that's a lot of money coming in, and it's been yeah. relevant for, how long has Fortnite been out at this point? When did we play? Well, a BR come out a little after us, because I remember that I played the test of it. Before everybody could play. Yeah, I played the hell out of the test and I actually really liked it. And then when BR came out, I liked here's the thing. I liked you the, remember BR the BR thing test, for like not the not to save the world. Did you ever do I know that? exactly what you're talking about? Okay. I played that stuff for like two or three days and it and it wasn't for me. Like the first day I played it, I really liked it because it was different. Um, but then when I realized that that was going to be the game, that was going to be all that we were doing and then you have to keep paying money for different things like actual money i was like nah i'm out because i like when i play a game man i'm looking for story 
I'm looking for graphical capacity. Like, it doesn't have to be the most beautiful game I've ever played, like, to be honest. But, I mean, the graphics need to make sense, right? So, like, I want to play something that looks nice. I want to play something that the story is great. I want to play something that has a score to it, really good music. I want to play something that has good game mechanics. If you're fighting in the game, if you're shooting in the game, I want the mechanics to be as good as they can be. I want cover mechanics. I want to be able to use different styles when I'm fighting, like, all, all that stuff. So it's really rare nowadays to get a game that like really pays attention to that kind of stuff and gives you that um you, you really only you could only play games that are just story based rpgs or uh you know games games that, that that will only take you about eight hours to beat unfortunately and then you're done uh that's why we get so many remakes now right um and i'm not complaining man i'm half of the shit that they're remaking i want anyway so i'm, I'm all here for it um the last thing I'll say about games and, and the state of games and like what I look for and all that is I obviously I'm a big horror fan. I'm a big comic book fan. So when people take those two IPs and make those into games, I'm usually on board at least a little bit. Um, but it, I, if I could say something to, to consumers, to the companies, like if you don't give me a reason to play the game, like if I, could just thing I want with real money on the game and not earn it in the game, then what's the point of me playing? So I'm looking for games that like allow you to earn shit. Like for an example, Mortal Kombat 11. By playing the game, you got costume pieces and different moves and, and fatalities and shit for your characters. Yes, you did spend money to buy characters but you have to play the game in order to get all the shit for your character. So that's the kind of thing that I, that I look forward to when I'm playing. Um, one question for you before I continue what I've been into, cause I have a few more things, but, um, so there's three fighters coming out this year right now. I'm sure there might be others that I, I don't know about, like maybe some indie or smaller ones or something I'm just missing. If Mortal Kombat 12 is for sure coming out, which based on the leaks and the way that did not like damage control, I'm going to say it probably is i would lean heavily lean towards it's coming out out of the three which are you most excited for you have tekken 8 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 12 just a quick answer mortal kombat so i'm gonna say obviously tekken's my least favorite of the three uh nothing against tekken just i never i never like got as hooked but Mortal Kombat's probably mine because I love Netherrealm, but I will say Street Fighter Six looks really damn good. The stuff I've seen, like they're doing like an open world shit where you can run around and, like, mm -hmm. obviously not the open all the world time, thing like, is cool. Yeah, the open world thing. It's not what I'm looking forward to when I'm playing a Street Fighter game because that's not the part that I'm. I mean, I'm, that I'm we're gonna for. run around an open world together, and then I'm gonna kick you in the face by a trash can, and it's gonna start a fight, and then you know, E Honda's gonna drop down and do some shit I'm, I'm excited for that here's the thing the quick reasoning for for why mortal kombat's my my the one i'm looking forward to the most tekken i actually really really like tekken um it's definitely the hardest of all of them for me to to grasp because of how the characters move you know you're constantly doing yeah. this to your opponent the whole time and you can kick the dog shit out of your opponent when they're on the ground so like it's those matches are lightning fast, right? They're so lightning fast. You like fast. to be petty so and kick people when they're down. That's what you're saying. 
that's the opposite. That's why I'm saying why it's not my oh. most favorite. The other thing with Tekken, like I said, I love Tekken. I really, really, really like most of the characters for Tekken, the designs for those characters. Like I've been a, a, a Kazuya fan since Tekken 1. Uh, I, I also like Jin. Um, Hahachi can burn in hell. Like Yoshimitsu is awesome. Like I love, I love the game. I love those characters, Kuma and all them. Like you they're plan great. On all three. Um, eventually, yeah. Um, MK12 but, but with Tekken, for sure for I'm more excited. Street Fighter Six for sure. Tekken, we'll see when it comes out. I'll see what I think about it. I will most likely get Tekken like within the first week or two of it coming out because I actually really like Tekken. Um, it's been a while because Tekken Seven came out so many years ago at this point. We've been playing Tekken Seven forever. Um, the other thing that that really got me not wanting to play Tekken. At- is the way that you get new characters. They kind of released a few characters and then you have to keep buying new characters. And that, like I said before, I don't like that. Same thing happened with Street Fighter. Five, you bought the game and you only had like, what, four or five characters. And then you had to keep buying a character every couple months they came out or that pack of characters every time they came out. That's bullshit to me. I didn't want to do that. So that's why I played Street Fighter Five because I didn't want to wait three years play the entire roster of the game that's stupid and then with they give you a roster to play with straight up you get a roster of characters to play with and then you beat the game the story mode or whatever and then you get more characters to play with and then on top of that after you've you've played these characters you've done their fatalities you've gone through the story mode you know all this shit then they give you other characters that you can buy and play after you've done the other stuff not before so that's why I'm looking forward to Mortal Kombat the most because you get the most bang for your buck immediately with Mortal Kombat. They Unless pay they attention the to the detail of the combat. I mean, they could. I I don't foresee them changing it that drastically because I mean, they of have the success. That works. Of, they sell a lot of copies of Mortal Kombat. I wouldn't like screw it up if I'm them. Obviously, evolve the game, but don't screw up the main formula. It works. Hopefully. Christian looks so sad. I just, I just, I doubt that that would happen. Just like I said, they made way too much money and they got too many awards, all the shit, the positive feedback and press that they got from MK11. Why would they kind of screw themselves and change all of that for MK12? I think the biggest thing for MK12 at this point is what's the story and who are going to be the guest characters. Because everybody always wants to know who the guest character is going to be. You're going to get your comic book-like character. You're going to get your horror character. You're going to get your old-school character coming back. Like, I, I really just want to know Michael what the Myers. roster is going to be at this point. Mikey would be a dope, uh, uh, a dope where villain. Are you at? Ghostface? I mean, you've got Leatherface. You've had uh, Alien. You've had Predator. You've had Jason, who was so fun. And who else have you had? Uh, who am I missing? Leatherface, Jason, Predator, Alien. Freddy was in nine. That's true. Uh, That's very true. Uh, so you're missing Ghostface, Michael. And... All right, I got the list pulled up right here. You got Jason, Leatherface, Freddy, Predator. Spawn kind of counts. You had a Xenomorph. Yep. Um... Some of these characters actually weren't in the game, so this list is not trustworthy. Pinhead <laughs> maybe a good one because his him and like all his shit could definitely play into fatalities. Who? Pinhead. Who? Pinhead. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, what? 
Listeners, what what horror character would you like to see in Mortal Kombat? That's a really good question. Obviously, as a Halloween fan, I would love Michael. Oh my god, imagine mm-hmm. Michael. Ooh, I mean, and then after you I win, he can see... just stand there and stare at the camera and do the little head turn. Oh shit. I feel like I feel like in this game we're gonna get uh Ash, like Ash Williams from Evil Dead, because everybody wanted him in the last game and we didn't get him. Good. So I think that they'll make that happen in this one. Um for me, a couple of characters that I would like to see like horror related. Obviously, Michael's at the top of the list. I think Ghostface would be really cool. I don't really know how his moveset would be. He'd be, be faster, I feel like. Um, He'd be but, a little quicker to play. Like, yeah, but quicker which than Ghostface they going with? He'd be more fluid. But which Ghostface would they would they pull from? Are they pulling from like the original I don't you know. Know, trilogy where Ghostface is real clumsy and shit? Or are they going with Ghostface from like the latter half, you know, four, five, six, where he's a little more aggressive and brutal? And then also another character that I would like to see, um, I think they could absolutely adapt Pennywise into a game like this. Oh, yeah, uh, you could cool. do Pennywise. Because he, he could do – the fatality like, would be crazy for him. They could, he could even have, like, some Shang Tsung shit and, and, do, and uh, morph into other yeah. characters if he wanted. So I think that would be really cool. Um, a lot of people have lobbied for Chucky from the series slash movies. But the thing is, with him, he's so short. How would they animate him and him not be super cheap? That's the problem. I don't know. That's uh, it'll be interesting to see what so, they do. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see more stuff on it. And they announce it and like give us a trailer and all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But we're gonna get back on track. Now that Christian's mm-hmm. derailed us yet again. Good job, Christian. Uh, something else I played is a game that I absolutely loved so very much. Uh, platinumed it, which I don't do that for a lot of games, but you know, there's certain games I'm like damned determined and I'll go all out and like make sure I get everything. And that was Ghost of Shishima. And I freaking loved that game. It was beautiful. It was so much fun. But I finally checked out something I've wanted to check out with it for a while. Um, and that would be its Legends mode. It's multiplayer. Um, I checked it out. I've played it briefly. I definitely want to play it more. I don't know how it will go longevity wise. Like if it's something that I would play like all the time, you know, but I mean, especially with like a friend running around as like one of the different classes they have and doing these like objectives. Cause I've only done the story stuff of it so far. It's been fun though. It's, it's fun. I can, and especially with a friend, like, uh, I was playing with, uh, my cousin and he was going more of the, uh, the assassin stealth mode. And I was the complete opposite I was a samurai, and he was like, how do you want to play this? And I would just straight up sprint in there and just cause chaos, fighting every damn thing, and starting all the shit, and just completely disrupt his plans. And it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but there's that. I uh, am excited to play more of it. And then the final thing that I've played, finally, I'm behind, is Evil Dead the game. And I actually played that with Christian. We checked it out. Another asymmetric game. It is different. That shit's actually kind of hard. I can't lie. We both were lost. Yeah, the learning well. curve for that game is a bitch. It was, uh, I don't even know. We tried. It even has a BR, which I understand, and it's different, and I want to check it out more. Um, but it's interesting that they've incorporated a BR. But uh, honestly, the map was so damn big on that game. I was like, where are we? where are we going? What are we doing? Like, I get the concept, but we definitely need to play it more to have a better understanding. But it was cool. The The lines are cool. Like, the the finishing moves was cool. Um, tons of references to the movie, obviously. The characters, the amount of characters they had in there was cool. 
There was uh people from the movies, people from the show. Um, the Deadites look good. There was so much stuff that we were like, what the hell is happening, though? Both of us were just kind of like, what is going on? Christian got possessed like five times and kept trying to kill people. And it, they don't – so what I'll tell you, like, for those of you who haven't played the game, you got to do the tutorial when you start off. Um, but I don't remember in the tutorial at all of them being like, hey, by the way – not only can you get possessed, but your character is going to be too scared to do fucking anything half the time you're playing the game. So I'm just they like, what am I fear. supposed to I think do? it was um, when you got the, the dagger in like one of the pages. They were talking about your fear level. I know that you had to get like matches and light a fire and shit. And I was just like, do I need to literally run off and go light a fucking fire so my character will calm down? And I'm assuming that's just what you got to do. So that part was absolutely uh, a, a vicious bastard to get past. We'll definitely sure. play it more and let you guys know. It's been out a long time. I'm really late getting around to playing it. Uh, same with Christian. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. I didn't not enjoy my experience. I just need to get more acquainted and familiar with everything, I think, for the most part. Um, And then the last thing. It's something we'll be talking about in length once uh, we both have watched it, but I have watched, uh, the, I think, both episodes of The Mandalorian, the new season. Um, Christian mm-hmm. hasn't. And we'll, real briefly, I think my problem is I'm not as into The Mandalorian currently because The Last of Us is out. And because The Last of Us has been so good, which The Mandalorian has been great to this point, but... Because Last of Us is so good, going over to Mandalorian, I'm just not as invested right now. I feel like I'm more like into Last of Us, if that makes sense. So I'm like kind of like... Well, I actually heard that the first episode to come back was really good. And then the second episode wasn't that great. I don't, I can't speak for that because I haven't seen them. We'll talk about it more at length once we've watched it. More than likely, it'll probably be after... It may be next episode or the episode after once the last of us is done because last of us has been the meat and potatoes of our our episodes here lately. So, <clears throat> we'll we'll talk about that more. But uh, what have you been into this past week? This past week, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I've been real busy with real life stuff, um, so I haven't done very much. I did watch the new episode of the Last of Us, which we'll talk about here shortly. Um, but I've been drawing a lot this week and reading a lot this week. So uh, I don't really like I don't have much to show you guys for drawing because I've been doing a lot of, you know, quick sketches. But as far as reading goes, I have another book, another huge book to get through, and it's called Reign of Chucky. And it's very, very similar to the book I showed you guys. I want to say last week, which is called Taking Shape. Um, It's written by the same people. Same company does this. So the same kind of thing that you get from the Taking Shape books for the Michael Myers material, Halloween material you get out of this one and it goes over everything for the Chucky films. And I think it goes from child's play, the original up until um, the last movie before the came out. I want to say is as far as we get in this. And actually I'm not sure on that. I could be lying to you guys right now and I apologize, but I think that's as far as they get in this before, um, before, before, you know, things started changing. Yeah. So you go from Child's Play 1 all the way to Cult of Chucky. So you get Curse and Cult in here. You don't have the show. You don't have the remake, which makes a lot of sense. 
why they wouldn't add that. But um, but yeah, man, I'm really liking this book right now. I'm almost done with reading everything from the first movie. As you can see, I just started this and I've been doing a lot of other stuff. But there is that. And then aside from that, um, we've been talking about Scream a lot today, kind of, or Ghostface. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is Scream Six Day, essentially. Um, and I'm going to go see that tonight. That's uh, I'm going on a little date and I'm going to go see that movie tonight. So I'm hoping that... Uh, I'm hoping that it's exactly what I want it to be, what I need it to be, and I'll let you guys know what I think about it the next time I see you on the next episode. I hope it's good. I, I really do. I hope I hope it continues. The last one was good. I hope they don't drop the ball. Same. I'm curious to see it. Um, um, but yeah, man, that, that's all I got. That's all I got for this week. That's what I've been doing. All right. Well, we have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of news. It's really not much news, but uh, pretty much it's confirmed. John Bernthal will be Punisher in the new Daredevil, Disney Plus Daredevil show, Daredevil Reborn. Is that correct? Is that the name of it? I think it is. Born Again. Born Again. Okay. So I knew it was something born. But the new Daredevil show, John Bernthal's comeback, Punisher. You know, cool. Daredevil, Jason Bourne. Yeah, Jason Bourne, <laughs> Daredevil. You know. Uh, but he's coming back, I think. Hadn't he already confirmed to possibly doing a Punisher show on or something? I'm not sure about the Punisher show. I do know that he is coming back, and they've got uh, I think her name Kristen Ritter is coming back as well. Um, Miles so well. It, it's it's going to keep him as Punisher. He he works. Marvel just leave it alone. It's saying don't touch Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Leave that alone too. I think they kind of already established they're leaving him as Daredevil. You need to. Like they're good. Yeah, the the only thing now is to think, what are they going to change? Like the tone of this isn't going to be the same, right? Oh. So they're definitely going to change the tone of it. So sorry, I'm yawning. I no, really hope that they don't. Because the Punisher series I really and hope Daredevil series don't. are so good. Do not ruin it, please. I mean, you already got uh, you already got a little taste of that, right? In the in the She Hulk series, so yeah. hopefully that's not it's gonna be more the route we're going. Already know. Damn it, Marvel! Why you gotta do me like this? <laughs> uh, but do you have any other news before we get to stuff? That's absolutely it for me. Absolutely it. All right, it's time for episode eight of The Last of Us. Um. I mentioned last week, I have a surprise. Um, obviously, I don't have it this week, but I don't know that there'll be any left for the final episode review of Last of Us for episode nine. But uh, me and the missus have found the wine that Frank and Bill drank, you know, that pairs well with a rabbit. And we have stuck it back and have been waiting for the final episode to drink it. So we're going to drink that wine with the last episode. And I can't wait. You know, we're not going to have rabbit, sadly, to, to pair well with, but Why not? I don't know, because I don't feel like going to get, get out there and hunt, bro. You got a bow and arrow somewhere, right? I mean, I'll go make one. I've been playing survival. I've played survival games. I know how to make one with some sticks. <laughs> just going to get a couple sticks and I'm going to uh, build a whole, you know, contraption. Um, but all right. All you got to do. Episode eight. Um. I'm just going to let you go in. Uh, Trying to think. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I think, Let's do it then. I don't know if this, this episode's up there to me on some of the best episodes. Um, I was waiting on this episode because this is a part in the game that's very, very memorable. Um, And also, I feel like 
as far as The Last of Us Part 1, we have to clarify, goes, this is the best villain they have. Just because, from a hatred standpoint, I remember being like, this piece of shit. And like, I'm, it just, you, there's nothing but pure hatred towards them, for me. The whole time, I was like, oh yeah, you, you're getting all this murderings coming that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, well, you'll definitely, if you haven't watched the episode and you're just listening to find out, you'll definitely find out in a minute because stuff goes down. Um, there are some deviations, um, a lot of Easter eggs again, and, uh, yeah, we'll let Christian get into it. Yeah, as far as the, the deviations and Easter eggs go, I'll try to talk about most of that after the fact because to avoid, you know, talking even longer than we've already talked, I'm going to try to just go through the episode and then we'll, we'll – We'll jump into that. Uh, but the episode, episode eight's titled uh, When We Are in Need is the title of the episode. Um, and we start off the episode at Silver Lake. Um, and when the episode starts off and we're at this place, Silver Lake, we get a, a Bible quote immediately. Um, and if you start off anything in a show, in a movie, in an isolated place, and there's scripture being read, it's not good. It's never a good thing in these movies and these shows. But uh, there's a quote from the Bible. It's from the book of Revelation. And I just knew immediately, like, first of all, playing the game, but, you know, watching it uh, with the misses, we immediately knew it wasn't going to be good. And for those of you who call me out when I'm doing uh, these, these reviews, you guys would be like, well, what verse from the Bible is it, Christian? And let me tell you guys. I'm not 100% positive, but I think it's from uh, 21.4 from Revelations. So, and it's been a long time since I, you know, picked up a Bible and decided I wanted to just kill a couple of days reading it. So I could be wrong on that. I apologize if I am. Um, But anyway, when we meet David and he's reading the Bible, I don't know if you saw this sin, but did you peep his ring? It it looked like the ring that the Pope wears. No. Did you see that? Uh Uh-uh. When you when you when you watch it again or, or see pictures of him or online or whatever, like check out his ring. It totally looks like the ring that the Pope wears, like in current day. So I, I thought that was interesting, uh, and and says a lot about his character immediately going into the episode. For those of you who have seen it, and you know hear rumors about you know the Catholic faith and stuff, all that, which you know hopefully we won't get too much into because I don't want to get canceled. So moving forward, um, almost. All of his followers, all the people at Silver Lake, I don't know if you caught this either, but they all have like really biblical names. Did you catch that? Yeah. So, yeah, we have a lot of biblical names from this. David, James, Josiah, uh, Grace, I think is somebody's name. Like there's a lot of that going on. Uh, And then we see Troy motherfucking Baker as James. Uh, I know we talked about him last week and probably every week after that, before that, excuse me. But Troy Baker, for those of you who don't know, is the mocap slash voice actor for uh, Joel in the original game. He is also the voice of countless other game characters. Uh, He's been the Joker several times. He's been pretty much every first player experience game that you've played over the last 10 years. He's probably dude has lined up a lot of work, like a lot more than I thought. Honestly, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a he's kind of like this generation's 
Jason Blum, right? Because Jason Blum is in every fucking thing. He's the guy who did. He's he does the voice of every character in every anime ever. He was he was Spike Spiegel in in Cowboy Bebop. He was uh, Mugen in Samurai Champloo. He was he's been everybody. He's been Magneto in the X Men Evolution movie. I want to say maybe I'm wrong on that. But he, he's been fucking everyone. He's been in everything. And then now Troy Baker is taking that mantle up and he's in everything. So it was really good to see him just act Did you and see not what be he a said voice. I really in the interview? I think they were trying to ask him about him playing Joel and stuff like that. And he was like, look, I I would have been happy just being a clicker. But I got to be James and like actually do some stuff and like have like a role. He's like, I was, I was ecstatic. Like, dude, yeah. I love Troy Baker. Humble. I, I'm humble, yeah. dude. Big fan of him. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, moving on. Uh, the guy that Joel killed, we learn. Uh, the guy that Joel killed at the end of the last episode, episode seven, we learn is Grace's dad. Grace is a young woman, young girl, who is in well, this. Uh, six. I'm sorry, six, because seven, seven was, was the all the episode, left sorry. behind. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, but, but yeah, that was Grace's dad. She's a young girl in David's group. Um and we learn pretty quickly how fucked up this group is. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here in a bit. But um, she asks essentially when, you know, they can bury her dad because they brought him back um, after he was killed. And, and Joel and Ellie ran off. And the excuse is they can't bury him because it's too cold to, to dig. Uh, the ground is too cold to dig. And... Uh, we quickly find out it's because they about to eat his ass, bruh. Like, it's insane. As soon as he kind of darts his eyes, like David darts his eyes over to James, Troy Baker's character, you know that something really jacked up is happening. And, uh, yeah, he, he gives her the, the BS excuse. They're going to wait till spring to, to give him a proper burial. Like, I don't know, man. Okay, we're about to put uh, but, yeah, they're totally going to eat him. Man, they about to eat the shit out of this guy. That's crazy. Um, also, I noticed it, this is in the game as well, and I forgot about it. But their little meeting area is at Todd's Steakhouse, which I thought was really funny because they're totally eating people. <laughs> so I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, and when I was watching the episode, I was, I was like, "Oh, get it? Like people steaks? <laughs> Todd is people. People steaks. We're eating people." Oh anyway. I think that the name's a little, a little different in the game than Todd's Steakhouse. Maybe it's like Todd's Restaurant or something. It's something Todd, though. No, it's it's definitely Todd's Steakhouse. That's straight out I thought the game. it was something different than Steakhouse, though, like a slight deviation. I don't know. You I'll might like have to look that one up. And, and You keep going. Yeah, I'll keep going. Uh, Ellie goes hunting because, you know, her and Joel are hungry. Joel's all fucked up, and he needs medicine. So she goes, she goes out hunting. Um, she shoots a deer. She tries to shoot a rabbit. That doesn't work runs off she shoots a deer and it runs off as well and then that's when she runs into david and james uh i will say i really enjoyed this uh this section of the show because it is pulled directly from it's damn near exactly the same uh and she empties their guns i don't know if you noticed that but she empties their guns so they can't shoot her in the back or whatever so i thought that was really cool um and that moment i think is also in the game as well I could be wrong on that. Uh, James goes to get medicine for Ellie, which is the penicillin, while David and her talk. He invites her to his group. Um, and then we learn that David found God after the pandemic, which is 
very peculiar. Uh, typically, people lose faith if something like that happens, but he uh, gained faith. And we'll learn more about that as the episode progresses because it is fucked up. Um, moving forward, though, James comes back with the medicine and he's ready to shoot Ellie in the back. Uh, David lets her go with the medicine. And um, I want, I, I immediately want to talk about how this moment is different from the game, but I'm going to try to stick to what I said earlier and talk about that after we're done here because uh, I have some thoughts. But um, he's questioned, David is questioned by James, like why he let her go and all that stuff. And James pretty much lets him know that he knows that she's not a part of a large group like she claims to be uh, and that she will eventually lead them to Joel, which is the person that they are looking for. Uh, so Ellie gives Joel the penicillin. She gives him a shot like directly in his wound. And I was like, Joel's better than me because I'd be whining like a little bitch if somebody gave me a shot directly in my stab wound. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's crazy. Um, but moving on, uh, after she does that, I kind of lost my place in my notes. Uh, Apologies to those oh, I'm sorry. YouTube. She's we giving had him technical issues. The camera stuff just went haywire, but it should be cleared up now. I think I fixed it. That's very strange. I didn't even catch that myself because I was. Oh no, talking. it wasn't you. Like our our feed for the YouTube, like it just completely shit itself and like messed up and wouldn't fix. So. <laughs> I cut the feed off for a minute. That's really funny. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. Gotta love it. Technical issues while recording. Is what it is. All the time, right? All yep. the time. Always happens. Um, <laughs> we can't catch a break. But anyway, while she's giving, um, while she's giving uh, Joel the penicillin, we see that the group is eating around that same time, and it's uh, I, I'm trying to keep my thoughts together instead of going on rants about what's happening because so much is happening in this but anyway while she's giving him the medicine the group is eating venison aka people meat and they all i don't know if you noticed this but nobody eats until david says grace and also starts to eat so they wait for him to bless the food and when once he starts everybody can everybody can start eating and that's crazy. Actually, no, no, no. They started eating, I think, before him, but they did wait for him to to bless the food. So that's what it was. Sorry about that. I wrote that down incorrectly, um, which is crazy. But we see that David and James, before everybody eats and all that, they arrive and they bring in the deer that Ellie killed because uh, they, they stole her, her deer. And he immediately addresses the rumors that people have been going on about, about them finding Ellie and Joel being out there and all that. And they, he let them go and all this stuff. And Hannah, I believe is her name. I said Grace earlier, but I think I meant Hannah. So I apologize. Hannah is the, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So when I said Grace earlier, I totally meant Hannah. Grace is the woman who's helping cook the people meat and she doesn't know that it's people meat. That's what that is. So Hannah asks about She's, she's pretty much saying we should kill them both. We should kill Ellie. We should kill Joel. They killed my dad. I want vengeance on that, blah, blah, blah. And super nice old David walks right up to her and slaps the fucking taste out of her mouth. Dude, when that scene happens, me and the missus were just like, oh, shit. He really slapped a whole, like... He slapped the privilege clean out of her mouth. I don't know what else to say for that. But that happens. 
after he slaps the dog shit out of her, he pretty much does it because he's saying that she's speaking over him while he's talking and she's talking about vengeance. And no one tries to stop this. Once he slaps the fucking shit out of her and starts talking to her, nobody does anything. They just kind of sit there and let it happen, which I thought was really crazy. crazy. Uh, so he kind of gives her the speech about how even though she, you know, her dad has passed, like think of him as her dad, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's really fucking weird, especially when you get to later in the episode and what David's most likely doing to all of the young women in this group. It's fucking insane. Um, but we'll, we'll move on. We'll get there. We'll eventually get there. Dole is healing very slowly and Ellie gives him another shot of penicillin. And then uh, she, she even feeds the horse. She gathers a bunch of snow because it's going to be, you know, water, duh. And she goes to give that to the horse. So the horse isn't just sitting there dying, which I thought was really cool. It's a nice attention to detail. Um, but she's alerted um, by, she's alerted to danger by birds. We see birds kind of scattering. She's alerted to David's group because they are back looking for her and Joel. Ellie rushes back to Joel, gives him a knife, pretty much tells him exactly what's going on as quickly as she can, and then says she's going to lead them away. So she does everything in her power to person them away from Joel. Um, this is the only part of the episode, the only part of the show, actually, where I'm just like, I don't really buy this. I don't really buy this at all, but I still like it because it's from a character that I really, really like. And I'm going to get there in just a moment. Before, uh, before I that, get there, I'm just going to say, Ellie. You know how we, you talk about I'm, attention, I'm, I'm, attention to detail? Yeah. And pretty much every week we say that the missus or somebody will ask a question and be like, how is this going to happen or how would this be? Uh, and we have the audio or the video issue again. What the hell? That's so weird. Um, anyways, so yeah, you it, lost the camera. You kind, of, you kind of broke up on my end when you said that. Can you repeat that one more time? Uh, yeah. So every week we have um, – essentially something that that goes on and usually the my missus will be like well how is this how does this happen this week it was when ellie shot the deer she was like how the hell is she gonna get that back and you know like there's always these questions that a lot of times shows don't necessarily address and i feel like last of us expects it and they're like how she gonna get this back and immediately it's like david and them are like you can't carry this back like we can help you and stuff like that and they do that that's a true lot like throughout the the show, like a lot, a lot. Um, dude, I don't understand why this is doing this. So apologies if you are watching on YouTube. Stuff is being quite dumb, but it is what it is. You know, still acting up. Uh, should be back now. I don't know why it keeps doing it. There we go. YouTube, you should have your feedback. I'll have to keep an eye on that. But I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. They do that, and this is not the first time they have done it. Literally the entire season. Well, like things that practical sense, like you would be like, well, that how would that work? They'll explain it immediately, being like, we know we're addressing it. Like, this makes sense. Just hear us out, kind of deal. They they don't address one thing in the show, and it's it's the thing that I'm that I'm going to kind of nitpick here in just a second. I just got to get through this one part. So if we jump back into the into the show, Ellie shoots at the at the group. That's with David as she's, you know, trying to escape on the horse to lead them away from Joel. But James is a crack shot, I guess, and shoots the horse, kills it immediately. And Ellie falls off the horse and she's knocked almost completely unconscious. She's still kind of in and out, but she's she's helpless at this point. There's nothing she can do. Um, 
And David is not directly in front of these guys. He's said before a couple of times that he wants Ellie alive. They don't. Um, they want her dead. They don't want to feed anybody else. And I think it's also kind of a mercy killing because they know what's going to be happening to Ellie. And also they need more meat, right? So a couple things going on with that. But but to move on from that, when she's knocked out and David wants her alive, James kind of raises his gun to straight up defy his orders to kill Ellie, but David intervenes, shoots his gun up in the air, everybody stops. And then he tells them to hunt down Joel. Um, he, he tells two people to come with him and drag the horse, because they're going to use the horse for meat, obviously. And the other people to go in and get uh, Joel, because they want vengeance so bad, now is their chance to get it. Now, this is the part that I was talking about where I didn't quite believe what was going on because at at this point we see that joel's having a hard time moving around and shit which makes perfect sense because he's healing but when a guy finds a little hiding spot that that ellie has made for joel in this basement he's gone and then he sneaks up behind the guy and stabs him and kills him the reason why i'm saying i don't necessarily buy this is because right after that scene joel is like ready to go he's like damn near back to being a hundred percent so that's the only part of this where I'm just calling bullshit because unless Ellie just had like a handful of ibuprofen or something, like I just don't I see close him to being 100%. able to. He was definitely still like wobbling around. In, in, in the part that's coming up immediately after what I just said, he only kind of hobbles around a little bit because he, he knocks out two guys because Joel is a fucking piece, as we know from just it's seeing him what, in the a show. a lot of adrenaline and like that shepherd uh protector thing coming out in him hardcore i like that you brought the the shepherd i mean essentially he is pretty sure it is a good like analogy for him yeah and 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 david also uses that to describe himself later in the episode Uh, david's a shepherd Um, all right he's something (laughs) god i tell you what david is Piece He's a shit. sack of shit. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to describe David. David's. Did we say that at the same time? Oh, my. <laughs> that's hilarious. But Joel f- fucks up the first guy, ties up two other guys, and then gets info out of them. The same way he got info out of the older couple from, you know, two episodes back. But and he's actually, like, killing these guys. He stabs a dude, like, in between his kneecap and is like, I'm going to pop your kneecap clean out, which is really fucked up. But also, like, Fuck yeah, dude. They were going to totally kill you, so fuck these guys. That's how I felt anyway. But um, he asked the guy to point on the map where they are and point on the map where they're going to be, uh, where he needs to go to, to get Ellie back. He's more the tells him, and then, with them than he is when Ellie's around. Like He can absolutely. be more of his um, dark self. I don't really know how to describe violent mm-hmm. self that he has to be yeah, in this world. Yeah, he can just world. tap right into that. That that punisher mentality that yeah. he has, he can just he can just tap right back into it, um, which was cool to see because, like I said, we we don't get to see much of that because he's usually trying to, you know, save Ellie from from all of that unnecessary violence, um, is the way that he sees it anyway because she's she's so young. But man, I gotta say, the part where he kills the guy after he gets the information and he was like. He told you everything. He told you the truth, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I believed him. And then he just kills the guy, dude. Like, he just beats the shit out of him with, a pipe. with that pipe, man. 
I was like, yo, this shit right here is Jeff's Kiss. It's prime Joel right here, and I really enjoyed that. That interrogation sure is more like the game that we see, and we referenced that, I think, mm-hmm. last, no, two weeks ago. During that episode yeah. with the older couple, the interrogation mm. was kind of similar with the point. This one is more like what you see in the game from both Joel in the first part and Ellie in the second part. She does something similar. Yeah. I forgot about that, actually. I'm glad you reminded me of that. <clears throat> uh, moving on. Ellie wakes up in a cage. And if you're paying attention, you see a bunch of butcher tools behind her where David walks in. Um, so I don't know if you caught that. but Which I was, makes sense. Definitely it's a steakhouse. There should be butcher tools there. Just and and because we're making people steaks. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that. But Makes I'm just saying, it's the 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 thing is set up for cutting meat at a steakhouse too, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, once that happens, he offers her to join them uh, while she's trying, and you know, she says no. Ellie's being Ellie, you know, super smart ass and all that stuff, and pretty much telling him to go fuck himself and all that. And while she's trying to escape, she notices something that we don't see immediately. And then we see it once David walks in, walks in the room and it's a human ear, just a severed ear hanging out on the ground. And David immediately doesn't, he doesn't deny it. He's just like, yeah, we fucking eat people out here. Not everybody knows, but I would have told you though. And it's just like, you already got caught. What do you mean I was going to tell you? It's too late now. Like, plus, who gives a shit? It's people. I'm not eating people. And that's pretty much what Ellie says. You know, she's like, you guys are fucking sick. You're monsters, all this. Uh, it, Rightfully so. Her reaction was, in my opinion, a little bit mild because all of the crazy shit she's seen, like, that's one of the craziest things. Um, and, it, and it's crazy. She She is disgusted by this. Um, he proposes a partnership to her. But if you watch the episode and listen to what he's saying, it's not just a partnership in 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 that sense. It's more so a marriage, right? Like he he likes Ellie and he definitely wants her to be a part of his team, but as his equal is what he says. Uh, and I'm just kind of as an adult, as an adult man, what other man sees a 13-year-old girl 14. or 14-year-old girl? I was about to say, um, how old do you think he is? I'm going to say 40s. He's got – dude, you saw how his hair was thinning and shit like that. At and least that beard 40s, was right? looking like it was. He, he's got to be in his 40s for sure. He's he's about Joel's age, so if not older, right? So something-year-old man, maybe 50s, we don't know. And a he's younger than Joel, sorry, because we know how old Joel is. But yeah, it, either way, like it's it's pretty fucked up. But like, how how are you gonna see a 13, 14 year old girl as your equal? Like, no, absolutely not. We know exactly what you want from this child, and it's fucking disgusting, my dude. It's disgusting. Um, so there is that. Ugh, just thinking about it, just dirty. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth. It, it is dirty, yes. Thank you. That's a great way to say that. It's fucking filthy, dude. Um, anyway, once he proposes this uh, this partnership of sorts, Ellie kind of leans into it a little bit, and you're thinking to yourself as a viewer, like, oh, my God, is she going to say yes to this? But if you've been watching any of the episodes of this show, or if you played the game at all, you know for a fact Ellie's not going to be down with Ellie's that shit. Ellie's a little shit. So she, she grabs this fucking... That. 
she grabs his finger and breaks it, breaks the shit out of his finger. And obviously she doesn't get away scot-free. He does grab her and bang her face into the metal bars of the cage that she's in. And it looks like he breaks her fucking nose, to be honest. Like, I don't know. We, we see our first, that, it looks- our first real glimpse of, I've seen the internet call it this. I've never heard it before, but they, they call in her belly. Have you heard of that? I guess it's like, I don't know if it's like badass no. Ellie or bad Ellie or what, but where she's kind of like goes into that mode that those that play the game know, like she gets pretty damn rough. Yeah. So you get I mean, a first glimpse of that up. little badass that she is. Um, one thing that he says, he says that she has, went it a violent heart? Is that the, the phrase? She has a violent, violent heart, violent nature. And just then like he said something about yeah. like, I've, I've had it for years and I've dealt with it, which kind of insinuates that he's a huge piece of shit now. And he also says he was a school teacher, which shows mm-hmm. that he's probably liked younger um, people for a long time and done some not good things if he's been battling with it. Well, he's. Here's the thing, though. I was going to get into this after I was done with the episode, but he in that same conversation, what I took from it was he's always wanted to be this person, this kind of pedophilic, monstrous person, but he has, he's been holding it back his whole life because of society's rules and, and, and the law and all this stuff. But now that that's gone, there is no police. There's no jail time. If you do some crazy fucked up shit, he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, and he uses rel- – well, he says this later in the episode, but he uses religion because that's what people need. They need a dad. They need a religious Something figure, a father to look better. up to. Yeah, so, so he has made himself out to be this kind of uh, herald, if you will. Of, of God what is it? because he's that's what like, people believe. He believes in cordyceps? He he like has a weird thing of yeah. the way he words that. He worships cordyceps, yeah. the virus. And I'll, I'll get into okay. that briefly here in just a second, actually. But um, after, you know, Ellie gets her face all busted up and shit and he leaves the cage, we find out right after that is when David kind of tells us that he worships the virus because cordyceps is all about love and protecting its family and he thinks in his twisted antiquated sense of morality that cordyceps is just another thing another entity that is doing everything in its power to protect its family and to show its love to its family and he worships that about the virus and it's really really fucked up and it gives us even more insight to how he treats young women in particular. Like, not only is he eating people, but he is absolutely like shaping these young women and just committing horrible acts of assault. Like, it's it's so fucked up. Uh, like you said earlier, it's really fucking dirty. Yeah, and that's that's the best way to describe it for sure. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's super jacked up. And we see after this, that Joel is making his way there. Show, slowly yet surely he's making his way. This is back when we see Joel again and he actually looks like he's still hurting. So he goes from, I'm assuming just being jacked the fuck up on penicillin and adrenaline to fucking these dudes up to back to being like, Oh my God. And like, he, you know, he's walking and shit. Like he, like you would expect him to be cause he's 
he got fucking stabbed. So that's happening again. But like I said, he's making his way there. And it makes you feel good watching it because you're like, oh man, Daddy Joel's gonna show up and help. And uh, right after that, we see that he finds uh, Ellie's bag, you know, that she always has on her pretty much all the time. Uh, and then he sees their dead horse, which is really fucking sad. And then he uses flashlight to kind of look up and sees a bunch of hanging bodies that have been decapitated, drained of blood, stripped of some meat. Like it's, it's gross. It's fucking grody. So they're, it's 100% confirmed at this point that they are absolutely eating people. Only a handful of people know that they're eating other people. Um, James is a part of this. And they also probably know that that he is shmaping young women. And I think that's why James wanted to kill Ellie so bad. Because he was trying to, in his own way, protect her from the trauma that was inevitable when it comes to David. Um, so there is that. Um, then if we move on a little bit more, we see David and James, they come back in to grab Ellie so that they can butcher her for meat. And Ellie's screaming and it, it sucks, dude. It's hard to watch because I believe Bella Ramsey as Ellie in this, like I always do, but like I just, I'm in the scene. I'm believing what's happening. I'm scared for her. I know what's going to happen because I've seen the, I play the game, but in the moment you're in it, you're scared for her. You're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? She's fighting for her life. She can't get out. She's saying, no, please don't do this. All kinds of shit. And uh, at this point, she starts to scream uh, that she's infected. And they don't believe her. Neither one of them believe her. And then she says, check, check my arm, check my arm. And they pull up her sleeve and they see that she is in fact infected. There is a bite mark there that's weird. It's healed up very strangely. And uh, while they are in a conversation about that, she takes any opportunity that she can get to grab a cleaver from James. And then she cleaves James in the neck piece. And we just see just just blood gushing out of his neck. He's fucking done, bro. There's no way he's coming back from that. And with that opportunity, she runs off and we see David shooting at her, but missing because of course he has stormtrooper aim right now. And he misses both shots, even though Ellie was like, I don't know, two, three feet in front of him, whatever. So he misses and she gets away. And at this point, what are you thinking when you see this part, Sin? What, what's going through your mind right now once you see her just barely get away from, from getting chopped up after saying she's infected? What's I going start having mind? PTSD from the game in this boss fight. Mm-hmm. Creeping around mm-hmm. the damn tables, trying not to step on plates and stabbing that asshole mm-hmm. in the neck. And I got to tell you, I definitely stepped on plates the first one. Was two, two times I tried to fight this boss and got punished because he it. you get punished quick like if you fuck up mm-hmm. in the game he gets you like he's on it and i mm-hmm. remember just like oh god this boss fight it's very memorable because um, there's so much anger in this boss fight because you know what he is and what he's trying to do and oh yeah so david's is searching for her and she throws a fucking torch at him and even though it's different from the game, this is how Todd's Steakhouse catches fire. Which is the same name as the game. I looked it up. For some reason, I was thinking there was something added onto it besides Todd's Steakhouse. I thought it maybe it was like Todd's Steakhouse and Bar or something, but I guess not. I thought there was a little subtle difference, I think but it was close. But I guess not. It seems like you've learned that sometimes you should just trust me. I get it. I get it. It's totally fine. 
um but anyway during this this cat and mouse game that's happening while this fucking building is on fire mind you uh he doesn't believe that she's infected and he says that because uh of how hard she's fighting to stay alive also he doesn't want to kill her he wants to be her daddy take that any way you want because that's what he says essentially is it gross absolutely it's gross ew nasty because we know what that means uh 100 he's giving off uh sexual assault vibes here just really schmaby fucking vibes coming off of this guy and uh during their scuffle because he does catch up with ellie uh during their scuffle she finds she finds a cleaver and just fucking starts hacking away at this guy she finds that cleaver and she helps David finish with all his living, very brutally. What? And I was fucking here for it. When they're scuffling, he gets on top of her and he starts. Oh, he does. It kind of he, he he starts like actually, unbuttoning wrote, his pants or something, and I was just like, "Oh, this dirty yeah. bastard!" And that's when she gets the yeah. That's in she my fucks his entire life up, and it is so satisfying. It is. I actually wrote about that in my in my like side notes, um, so I'll go into that. But yeah, dude, it's fucking it's fucking dirty. It's fucking he deserved dirty. every um, one of those hits. Every single one. I even counted how many times she cleaved. I mean, him. she went and straight slasher. Like, what was it? Uh, like scream, Halloween, like scream five, uh, scream twenty twenty two, Rob Zombie Halloween, kind of just like anger nonstop, just beating the hell out of him. It mirrored what Joel did to that security guard at on the first episode at yeah. the end of it. Just like a blackout won't stop. Mm-hmm. Can't stop, won't stop, get no, it, get it. I get, she yeah. shouldn't stop. She should probably still be going right now. Like they were <laughs> um outside of outside in the snow, we see that Joel finds Ellie and he walks up behind her and she's super fucked up and is like, Don't touch me, don't touch me. And he lets her know several times, like, it's me, it's me, it's me. Uh, and then he calls her baby girl. Like, that got me, bro. That fucking got me. He calls it's her okay, baby, baby girl. Man. And then you see you see a close-up of him and his broken watch. And I thought that that was a really good, uh, that's some really good uh, symmetry there. So I like seeing that. And uh, they, they walk off together. And the episode just ends like that. Um, there's a lot going on in this ep- this was the shortest episode of the season but it was a lot happening in this episode for sure um and I've, some things that i i wrote down that i'll get into just real quick so it's for the sake of time in the game david isn't religious he's not a religious man they added that to the show uh and it added to his character and how creepy he is in the game uh so i really really enjoyed the changes that they made to his character in this game they were fantastic warranted and they made him much more of a scumbag, but in the best way uh, for our entertainment value, that, that is. Um, she hunts a rabbit in the game with the bow and arrow, uh, not Joel's rifle. She has a bow and arrow, not the rifle. And her hunting the bo- uh, the, the, the rabbit, the white rabbit, it, we see that a lot. Uh, it's been memed to death, but there's a famous like gif, I guess, or, or video of a, of a streamer playing the game, watching that scene out, really liking this cute little bunny rabbit, then it gets fucking shot by Ellie, and then she, like, <laughs> cries on stream. You remember I, that? I can't stop laughing. That Every time I see that, that cracks me up. Just that squeak <laughs> that, that that streamer gives, a little... 
I'm just, I die every time. <laughs> so I thought that was horror really game. How are you going to be sitting there staring at a bunny, like all happy, like this is going to be like a happy-go-lucky game? <laughs> you know, as soon as they showed you this beautiful white bunny in this white snow, you knew it was about to get fucked, bro. You the- knew. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up every time. Um, another difference in the game: Ellie and David get attacked by a swarm of infected, yep. um, and there's even a bloater in this in this swarm that they get uh, the, in this in this swarm of infected that they get attacked by. And Ellie's getting ready to get killed actually by a clicker, and David shoots it in the head to reveal that he's had a hidden gun on him this whole time but he chose not to use it on Ellie because he wanted to talk to her and hear her out and all that stuff. So it, it's a, it's like a bonding moment for them in the game before you realize that he's a piece of shit because Ellie starts to, to trust him a little bit during that. She's like, you had another gun the whole time. Like that's told that all of that's in the, in the game and they took it out. Well, like I said, it makes sense why they took it out. Um, but you know, we, some of those moments are missed sometimes. Uh, but if we move on, when Ellie wakes up in that cage and finds that ear, that's different from the game. In the game, as soon as Ellie wakes up, David is straight up chopping up a body, like right in front of her. He don't give a fuck about hiding that. So I thought that that was odd why they changed it. But after watching the episode in its entirety, I'm really glad that they did change it. Because if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't played the game before, the reveal of them eating people subtly is way better than him just chopping up a fucking body. So I really, really like that. Um, they definitely give you context clues if you're paying attention, even if you hadn't played the game before, like just how people act about the meat. Like mm-hmm. people know. Yeah, and the, the close-ups that they have on the bowls and people yeah. eating it and shit and how I mean, what is it when she's making oddly, the stew and she gets the meat and it's just like it's venison in the way they kind of look at each other about it and then it's just like uh and then pour it in like. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's she's like, what is venison. it? Uh, what 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 is it? Uh, innocent. That's yeah, pretty much what happens, and it's just like, bro, yeah, you a damn. The way they lie. do it, Come if on. you're paying attention, you can tell like, shit's a miss. Absolutely, um, and then like you were saying earlier, David definitely does like unbutton his pants, and you hear kind of, like faint, faintly the the zipping of his zipper when he's on top of Ellie before he gets fucking schmurdered, uh, rightfully so. And when she is cleaving the shit out of his monstrous ass, I counted 22 stabs. I mean, so, she went ham. Don't know if that means she was anything. swinging. Yeah. In the game, she only does it 10 times. So they up that because in the show, he's even more, well, kind of more of a, of a creeper. So I, I enjoyed that. But also in the game, when she's cleaving the fucking piss out of David, Joel does step in yeah. while she's doing it to kind of calm her down yeah. and she's like, he tried to, he, yeah. huh? and he's like, it's okay, baby girl. Like that's when we get that the moment. The embrace so, happens in the restaurant like instead of outside pretty much in this. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really like that. I like the changes they made in the show. Like I said, it's more suspenseful. It's a little bit more dramatic, but in a good way. And it doesn't take away from the story at all. It just improves on, on what was already there. So I really, really enjoy what they did with this. I can't wait for the next episode. I purposely didn't watch anything for the next episode because when I go to watch this, I think this is the finale. So when I go to watch this, I want to just, I just want to see how they're going to do it. I, I play the game. I know how it's going to go in the game, but I just want to see them do it in, in here, see what happens. 
Yeah, next episode's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um trying to think if there's anything. Uh they mimic the dialogue, I think I'm not sure. Can't remember if you said anything about that. But whenever it's um David and Ellie, the game dialogue of them kind of mm-hmm. talking back and forth in the show and game is pretty identical. Uh even mm-hmm. down to the shed or whatever the house, whatever the hell that thing is, them sitting there, it's identical. Um, did you get, okay, spoiler, if you haven't played Last of Us 2, literally skip like a minute. Did you get, uh, what was her name, Grace, I think? Mm. No, Hannah. Do you mean the little girl? Yeah, you mean the little girl? was her name, I think. Hannah, Hannah. Did you get Abby vibes? She's not Abby, 100% not Abby, but a grieving girl that like, is kind of um, aggressive without going to. Yeah, I did. And I think, I think that was by design. I didn't get it immediately. I didn't, I didn't get it immediately to be honest with you. I I thought about that after I saw the episode and was, you know, writing notes and shit. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Also, you mentioned the revelation thing. It kind of, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of like keeps the theme of last of us. Like it, it definitely like mirrors what they're going for. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. It it was a great episode. David, the actor did a great job. You definitely despise David rightfully so because Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. awful. They did change some things. Makes sense because it gives it more of a cult feel. And one thing I will say, if you come across a result, or a result, a resort in The Last of Us, that shit's going to be awful. I'm pretty sure there's a resort in Last of Us Part 2, and it's not a good place also. Like, resorts are mm-hmm. opposite of what they would be in, like, this modern, non-apocalyptic time. And the and then one other thing I will say in the last of us, if you meet anybody other than Joel and Ellie, just don't trust them. DTA, just pull that DTA mentality because there you can't trust nobody in this damn world, pretty much. Um, but it was a fantastic episode. The series hit a high of eight point one million viewers, up seventy four percent on this episode. Like the series just keeps crushing its its own marks. It's hitting, like it's just growing. Um, very true really quickly um i just got alerted to some uh video game news literally just now and uh the justice league or the suicide squad kill the justice league game uh, apparently is getting delayed again yeah it's going it's getting pushed back it was come out in may and i think it's getting pushed back to i forget when yeah late it just says later this year so i i'm sure that'll be Starfield uh, also some, it'll got either that. be I think Starfield's come out what's, for, it, what's that? Starfield, uh the Xbox game. Is it Starfield? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out like first quarter, what? I think, this year, and it's being pushed till September, I think. They're having like a direct or something in June, but yeah, it got pushed back too. I mean, I, I would expect the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League game to probably come out uh Late summer, early fall is what I think it'll come out. 
yeah. is when I think it'll come out. But yep. If I had to guess, that's what I would say. Because if it comes out late summer, that would make sense. You get all the sales from younger the younger crowd wanting to play uh, a multiplayer game of that sort. Um, so you get them to play that before they start going back to school. Also, it's the summer, so there's a lot more people out, uh, you know, ready to just spend money on stuff, especially if they have DLC to come out with that as well. And if they do it late fall, then that will probably be one of the last big games to come out of the year before, you know, the holiday season and whatnot, and a bunch of stuff starts going on sale so they can make all the money that they need to make and get the sales where they need them to be and all that. So I'm just expecting that to be the case. Yep. Yep. I think the microtransaction thing, people were kind of up or I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I mean, it's very possible. I, I wouldn't blame them, though, because I, we I literally just talked about it that was earlier. Like a battle, you, it was something that got leaked, a battle pass or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I know people were something, pissed. Something like that, some kind of battle pass where it's a bunch of microtransaction-y shit going on. And like we were saying earlier, any time you have something to that effect in a game, it's not only going to piss us off, the pe- you know people buying the game, but it also lets us know that there's a bunch of stuff in the game that we could just do that instead of giving us access to, we're going to have to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to pay $5 to have Lee Quinn wear her original gesture costume. I don't want to pay $5 to have King Shark look like Nanawe from the Suicide Squad film that we got a year or two ago. I don't want to pay $5 to have... Um, Headshot look like you know another version of the character like what all that stuff I don't I don't want to do that I want to play it I want to earn it in the game now it, other stuff like other boss battles uh, super secret special moves and stuff that you can get in the game like I would I wouldn't feel so bad paying for that because some of that stuff you probably wouldn't be able to earn in the game but like yeah man just if you really want people to enjoy the game and stuff calm down make the game solid and if we're gonna do DLC give me a full game that happens to have DLC that works for it later after I've already done all the other stuff and I'm ready for more stuff in the game. But yeah, I totally get it. All right. Well, that's good over this episode. Another banger last of us episode. Um, I've been engrossed every week. It's been fantastic. I can't praise the show enough and I can't wait to watch the finale because I have an idea what to expect. We'll see what they do with it. Um, it should it should be really good though. Like so far, they haven't disappointed on any aspect, so I don't expect it to disappoint. So I'm excited, I can't wait. But that's gonna bring us to the last call question. So that's right, it's time to pass the whiskey. That's right, get your whiskey ready. And uh, I think Christian has it this week again. This man's just. Dictating our last call question. Look, I'm gonna have to. You have to get off your soapbox over here. <laughs> Quit being that kid in class raising his hand question. asking 50 million questions. Oh my god. I do have a question, and it's a it's 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 a big one. So I understand if you can't come up with an answer immediately. But this this week's question is: What is your favorite kill in all of horror? Your favorite horror movie kill of all time? What is that? That's a really hard question. Yes, it is. Um, when when that question when you hear that question, what what's the first kill that pops up in your head? 
Maybe it may not be your favorite, but what's the first one that pops up in your head? For the very first one. Mm. For some reason, two pop in my head immediately. Let's hear. Them. Um, obviously the knife like hanging like where Michael stabs a knife into the guy and he like kind of hangs him on like the the wall and the 1978 Halloween he just leaves okay. him there and looks at him that pops into my head but also sinister the uh I think it's a flashback where they bury they bury is it the dad who do they bury they bury somebody up to like their neck, and then a lawnmower runs I over think their it's the head. The whole family, isn't it? Yeah, it's super fucked up. But I don't know why that pops in my head because I'm like, God dang, that's that's pretty damn rough. Um, another one, and I'm totally going to hell for this is uh, Hereditary. Uh, when the girl hangs her head out the window, just because it's such a good shock kill that you're like, she's just hanging her head out the window, just you know, enjoying the <laughs> night breeze, and then a Telephone pole decapitates her, just because. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that one's up there. Um, good kill, dude. There's so many. Like, God, if you go through the '80s, there's so many like crazy freaking kills, just mm-hmm. over the top shit. Yeah, let me let me try to answer this real quick. Yeah, because you said something about it, I'm thinking of sinister. And it's the it's the kill where the family's hanging on the tree, mm-hmm. like the beginning of the movie. That's a of the pretty movie. good horror movie. That, Sinister. Yeah, yeah. That that kill. I remember when I saw it for the first time. That kill actually fucked me up a little bit. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Like it stuck with me. You know what I mean? Um, is it my favorite kill? No, but it's definitely the first one that pops in my head, especially after you saying what you said. Um, Another kill that pops in my head immediately is from The Invisible Man from 2020. Uh, have you seen that? Yes. It's a great movie. Okay. You remember the, the scene where uh, her sister, you know, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. The the restaurant the her scene? Sister, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Cause I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's a good one. It, it happens so quick, dude. So fucking quick. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, nobody's going to believe her. Oh, my God. Like, that's what I was thinking so when it happened. So that's definitely that's definitely one. Is it my favorite? No, but it's the it's like the first thing that popped in my head. Um, but if I had to say right now, on, off the top of my head, my favorite horror movie kill of all time probably uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, when Glenn or Johnny Depp's character gets killed in the bed, and you get that blood geyser from the yeah. waterbed. Like, yeah, that that shit stuck with me as well. Even now, as a grown adult. And knowing how they filmed it and all of that, that that scene, that was to me, I think that was the scariest part of the original Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy and all of his carnations have never been like really scary to me. Uh, just, I just never, I mean, the, the concept of Freddy Krueger is fucking terrifying, but the movies themselves never been scary. But that one scene, I was like, shit, bro, because like you're not safe in your own bed. Oh my god, like like another scene similar to that where. I felt like uh, a horror movie was 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 cooking the books a little bit with how you feel, especially when you're a kid. Is when you're a kid, you get under your covers, you're safe. As long as they can't see you, you can't see them under your covers, you're safe at all times. But in the the remake, I guess of of The Grudge, right, the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, there's a scene where a woman goes home because she's getting haunted, right, and 
gets into her bed up under the covers. And then when you look up under her covers, the fucking little boy, Toshiro, is under the covers with her. And I remember the first time I saw that scene, I was I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> um, so, so, but yeah. I had Th- those definitely pop in my head. head. Um, Hatchet. Okay. He kills mm. the old man, and he like takes like a okay. is it a machete I think or maybe it's an axe, and he kind of like hits him in the neck and starts chopping down through him, and then just rips him in half. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, super yeah. crazy gory scene, like over the top gore, but that one sticks out just because I was like, God, okay, we're going there, like we're full sending this. Mm-hmm. All right, well, cool, man. I'm, I like to hear, uh, I like to get the 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 juices flowing in your brain with these questions sometimes. So, uh, listeners, one, what? What is your favorite horror kill of all time? Let us know in the comments. We would love to know. Please let us know in I'm the comments. Hit us up on our socials. Ask us other questions similar. Like I'm so excited to read you guys' comments about what your favorite uh, horror movie kills are of all time. So if you can, if you can give us like like obviously if you have a favorite, I want to know. But if you can't come up with one, give, give me like your top three. I want to hear your top three. We gave you guys three. Give us your top three favorite home over kills of all time. I'm super excited to read those. And uh, I'll even hop in and 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 talk to you guys in the comment section too about that because that's something that I'm super interested in. Heck yeah. Um, again, apologies about the video feed. I don't know what that was today. It feels like every episode we have some kind of something break. And I guess that's just kind of how the podcast goes. You know, something's always breaking. Uh, apologies about that. But for the most part, it worked. So if you're watching on YouTube, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is what it is. But that's going to do it for this episode. Next week, we have the finale of The Last of Us, which will be... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm stoked for that. Um, and I appreciate you all listening. If you would like your last call, question to be featured on the podcast, join the Guild of Server Guild.gg slash Sinister Pack in the application just put from the podcast. There's a section dedicated just to the last call question, as well as Sinister Tales, if you want to submit a spooky story for us to talk about on the pod. There's also various uh, channels, so you can talk about different things podcast oriented uh, it's a free app free download and it's a great place to hang out and talk to us highly recommended gilded.gg slash sinister pack you can also hit us up on social media twitter instagram facebook tiktok at sipping with sin s-i-p-p-i-n with sin dm us there follow us there talk to us there you can get your last call question featured there also just uh hit us up and let us know you can find me on my personal socials i am sinister tv twitter instagram i am sinister tv like i said find them follow DM, talk to me. Love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me live streaming on twitch.tv slash TV. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash TV and live streaming on TikTok as well as putting clips and all kinds of stuff on TikTok. TV there also. Uh, new episodes of the podcast come out every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on pretty much every audio platform, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Anchor.fm, Apple, you know, all this stuff. 8 a.m. every Wednesday. Rate five stars, subscribe. Uh, share it with a friend, whatever, all the good stuff. Just do it. Show it love. We appreciate it very, very much. And then the new episode of the video version of the podcast comes out every Wednesday, 8 a.m. on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash I am sinister. Go subscribe to it. Thumbs up the videos, comment there, such as Legends Yobi and different ones. We've had different people commenting and talking, and we appreciate it. Let us know. Talk to us about the episode over there. We love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah. And uh, Christian, where can lovely folks find you? You guys can find me on all the socials at Vin and Inc. All one word. That's on all the socials. Uh, you guys can find me as well on my own podcast socials as well. That's at Horrorverse Pod at all of the socials. 
And uh, yeah, man, come come say hi. Say what's up. I'll say what's up back. And I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys more. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we appreciate you all listening. You're the best. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. It's time for you to go home. You got to, well, you don't have to go home. I mean, I guess you can go to the store. You can go play billiards, darts. You can play freeze tag in the parking lot. I don't care. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. We're shutting it down for the day. Christian, close her out. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review, smash that like button, and let us know in the comment section below what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to hear us, you know, just kind of contemplate. You want to hear more listicles. You want to hear more band stories. Let us know on all our socials. But with that being said, guys, I will leave you with the three words to leave you on every single episode. You guys know the words. Say them with me. Those words are as follows. Don't get gutted. Have a good one, guys. guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Ven and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted. <laughs>